Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino presents Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon Wireless. This is 5G done right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Pick up any of our award-winning sauces on the way home tomorrow night at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, home of Bar Canada, a north-of-the-border home, Las Vegas style. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Behind the mask, whether you're on ice or in line, we are the Valley's headquarters for all of your hockey needs. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Summer Skates, get your personalized koozies and shower shoes at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Rob Rothfarb. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, professional hockey fans, as it may be, NHL, AHL, Pacific Division, uh, anything that is professional hockey, we're here to talk about. Scott Strandy with you tonight, live from Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Rob Rothfarb, joining me from the shaky state of California, I understand. Yes, (laughs) yes, very shaky right now. Did you feel Uh that? Uh, no, you're talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about shaky as far as the COVID protocols and, and playing <laughs> no, games. Talking, no, we'll get to that. We'll oh, no, that was that, Northern Rob. California. You're talking about the the earthquake. Yeah, that, yeah, that, nothing California. for you, right? It was all way north, right? Yeah, Northern California. Nothing, nothing to do with me. Okay, that that's good news. <laughs> that's really good news. Okay, we start off on a little bit of a joking note, but I have to uh, I have to reach back one more time. Uh, the state of Arizona, the hockey community. Uh, everywhere really lost a, a young man uh, to to cancer yesterday. Um, Matt Schott passed away at the age of 34 years old. The uh, director of uh, hockey development for the Arizona Coyotes, which basically means he took care of all of the youth uh, growth of hockey in the state of Arizona, did a fantastic job um, along with Lindsey Fry, uh, set up the Arizona Kachinas and uh, – by just looking around social media, Rob, you could tell just how many lives Matt touched in his 34 years, which is way, way, way too young to uh, to be passing away from anything, much less cancer. But uh, what a fighter! I know his uh, his girls were playing a game and they wanted to uh, they wanted to play the game for him, and he said, "Nope, nope, nope. You don't play the game for me. You play the game to win for yourselves." Right. So uh, he he took that with him to the very end. Um, the tributes have been going on for a long time. I hope the Coyotes do a good job with it uh, at this point. But just wanted to get that in there that we are thinking of uh, um, Matt's mom, Shelly, and his brother, Trevor. Uh, of course, he lost his father uh, seven, eight years ago to a 14-month battle or so with uh, lung cancer. So it's something that struck the family pretty hard. And uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, the Shot family as well. Well, my uh, my cousin uh, posted something on uh, Facebook, I think it was, talking about she lost two neighbors and a hockey director in the last couple of days. Uh, so I'm figuring that the hockey director is the same one you're talking about because both her kids are part of the Junior Coyotes program. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Matt Matt was a, a big big part of uh, that had a lot of influence in that and and so much so that the uh, the Coyotes hired him uh, to help develop. Uh, youth hockey under their direction. So uh, he's going to be missed. There's no doubt about it, but he also left a legacy that a lot of people will follow and a lot of people will uh, continue to play the game and, and grow the game because of uh, the work of Matt Schott. So rest in peace, Matty. We, uh, we're going to miss you. Yes. Rest okay. No easy way to transition out of that. Um, but uh, as I said last night, when I, when I brought it up on our show, I said, one thing I know about Matt Schott is that he would want everything to roll on. He would not want people to pause for him. Um, the Coyotes did a nice tribute for him uh, when Hockey Fights Cancer Month last month. Um, uh, 
made its rounds, I guess, around the uh, the NHL. So I know Matt would want us to go on, and it's time to go on because two things: we got we got a great guest coming on tonight. We got Kate Shefty coming back on, uh, beat reporter for the Denver Gazette, uh, covering the Avalanche. Who, by the way, uh, I'm putting the blame on Kate. I think she just wanted time off, so that's why they're on this pause through the holiday break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll ask her that when she comes on. Uh, but in the meantime, um, man. Uh, surprised at all, Rob, about what's going on with COVID again? No, not surprised at all. I am surprised that there are nine teams that will not play until after the holiday break. Uh, and every day, if you look at the schedule, there seems to be four or five times more canceled games and actual games played. Uh, you got one game tonight, the Stars in the Wild. Uh, and you have to wonder, how long will the cross-border be in effect after the break? Yeah, it looks like it's coming to a screeching halt if uh, um, if things don't change in a hurry. But, you know, I mean, that's it. it. It it goes through everybody, right? I mean, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. You're you're still um, going to get it. That What we do know is that if you are vaccinated, it's going to be a lot less um, symptomatic issues, and you may not be hospitalized. You certainly may not die, uh, which is important. But good gracious, I mean, everybody trying to take so many precautions and then uh, a new variant uh, pops up and it affects everything. And, you know, I know the coyotes are going to play up in, uh, in Seattle. That's uh, been postponed. So uh, coyotes are returning back to Arizona. So it's affected everything. And, you know, here's the bottom line again, Rob, it all comes down to dollars and cents. And um, <laughs> we, the more games you postpone, cancel, uh, do whatever, the less revenue goes into the coffers. And um, I, I just don't know how long things are going to start to take a hit. I don't know how they're going to be able to make up all the games that are postponed. At some point, you, it becomes a uh, situation of how do you play the, this many games in this short amount of time? Uh, it also leads me to believe that they should uh, not lead to believe, but they should do something about the All-Star game. That's another way to spread it. So I don't even know if All-Star Game, Olympic participation, I don't know if any of that should be on the docket this year. Yeah, and then, and like I said, dollars and cents. Now you're talking about um, Vegas being, I'm sure, extremely disappointed and um, extremely hurting their coffers if they don't play. But then again, you, you can't you can't be spreading this stuff around. It's just you got to try to get a grasp on it and, uh, and get it under control and, Thank God and just cross our fingers that nobody's gotten really, really sick over this. I think uh, Devin Taves, and we'll, we'll ask Kate this too, but I think Devin Taves of the uh, Avalanche was pretty sick uh, with symptoms. But, um, you know, I mean, that that's the main thing. We want to keep people healthy and alive. Well, and the only way is is to uh, social distance and uh, wear the masks and whatnot. You know, and the players can't wear masks while they're playing the game. I mean, I've tried to skate, honestly, with the mask on, and, and I just wasn't able to breathe. So uh, it's just going to be interesting to see as the season progresses uh, how they handle the situation because, you know, if you can't cross borders and you still have games remaining, how are you going to make those games up? Yep. I mean, there's a lot of questions, a lot of questions to be asked, a lot of questions to be answered. Um, so I think it's equally as bad in the AHL now, right? I mean, you brought that up to me last week that – the AHL is not much better, are they? No, they're canceling games left and right in the AHL. And it will be interesting to see how they handle it going forward. Because, you know, again, it's about attrition. And you have only so many days. And they don't want to have too many back-to-back days because that's going to cause injuries and, and problems as well. So it will be interesting to see. Uh, I did hear a, a great story if, uh, since you mentioned the AHL. Uh, you talked about uh, – we talked Abbotsford and – uh, they really got behind their community because they had some fl- mass flooding uh, over, I think, the Thanksgiving break. And the players were out in the community. They were helping fill sandbags. And, you know, you talk about, you know, really getting uh, ingratiated in your community and really delving into the community and doing some good deeds for the community. You know, the players are helping alongside the firefighters, alongside the the accountants filling sandbags and, and just showing that they were appreciative of of the move to Abbotsford and, and wanting to, uh, you know, be part of the community, you know? So, uh, you know, as this COVID stuff happens, you know, it will bring communities, I think even more tighter because they're going to spend a lot of time together. (laughs) 
Well, you know what? Um, I just don't know what can be done about it at this point. I mean, um, you know, you're really not going to be able, I don't think, to go back to the, and she's cross our fingers it doesn't do this, but you can't really go back to a complete shutdown, can you, at this point? Uh, I, I have not heard that at all uh, being talked about. I haven't heard much. The only thing that, that is dominating the news is and I'm, is the is the Olympic participation. And now you have the World Juniors coming up. And, you know, what's going to happen there? What's going to happen if you have a, if you've loaned a couple of kids to the World Juniors and they get COVID? And are, are they having the same type of protocols with at the Olympics and five weeks uh, quarantine? Well, yeah, I don't know about that, but I can tell you that Team USA has been up there for a little while because um, Chris Mayotte, the uh, head coach at Colorado College, his assistant coach, Peter Menino, was on last night, and he said that uh, Chris had been going through his quarantine <laughs> in his hotel room. And I, I actually, he had gotten pretty sick. I don't think it was COVID, but uh, he had gotten pretty sick while he was there. So a lot of the guys are there. I, I think they'll have uh, almost like a bubble experience. For the guys there, it's going to be a matter of, like you say, when they come back. So um, who knows? I mean, it's just it's just crazy. we got more hockey to talk about. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's bring on uh, our special guest tonight in about three minutes. Hi, this is Derek Stevens. Download your new sports betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at CircusSports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sportsbooks at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at CircusSports.com. any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. You think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at the D Las Vegas Hotel, Resort, and Casino, right on Fremont Street. Scott Strandy with you tonight in a beautiful 61-degree day in Denver, Colorado today. Uh, gotta love it. This is the place to be right now. My co-host, as always, uh, Rob Rothfarb joining me from Southern California, where it's not shaking. Uh, it's not shaking. That's <laughs> Northern California, folks. But Rob's okay. And uh, Rob, it's our pleasure to bring on the—I uh, don't even know how to call her anymore. She's just Miss Hockey, uh, Colorado, the uh, beat reporter for the Avalanche, where I believe the Denver Gazette is the official title now. Am I right, uh, Kate Jeffy? It's complicated, isn't everything? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I work for the Denver Gazette, and then also. Every single, almost everything I write also runs in the Colorado Springs Gazette. We're kind of sister papers. <laughs> Love it. Well, great to have you on, Scott and Rob, with you tonight. Um, 
so any truth to this? I, I got this rumor when I got to Denver the other day that, that somebody said, you know, Kate Sheffrey just wanted a long holiday break, so she got the abs <laughs> to pause for a little while. Is that true? Of course <laughs> not. <laughs> um, this is the first <laughs> time in my professional career that I actually have time to go home, and I can't even go home. I mean, everybody – I mean – Everyone in the world is suffering more than me right now, but I'm just laughing at that a little bit. Like, it's just, you know, even if we, even if we had made a call, even if we wanted this to happen, it's not like we, any of us can responsibly go anywhere anyway. So we're just sitting here, no hockey, trying to stay safe while the crazy world outside is being crazy. <laughs> and, and what are you doing to pass the time? Uh, you know, working <laughs> always <laughs> forever, <laughs> but, um, but uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try and take a couple days, you know, along with the abs and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's a, it's a rough situation, but I mean, I think we, I was listening to you guys and I agree with everything you said, and I think it was the right move. The situation is rapidly getting out of hand. So, I mean, what, you know, what other option really is there? So, so let me ask you this. Um, you've seen a lot of hockey, but have you ever seen anything like what the Avs, uh, the Avs as a team have gone through this year? Because whether it's COVID-related, whether it's injury-related, whether it's uh, who knows what, man, when will that team ever get all back together 100% healthy? You know, but even when uh, when Nathan McKinnon was gone and, it, you know, that's – what, what top, I mean, depending on everyone's opinion here, but let's generously say top 10 player in the NHL. And he was gone for a significant amount of time and they were just fine and scoring in bunches. So even though it, it's been unfortunate, they're built to take, to, to withstand these kinds of uh, crazy happenings at least. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, and speaking of the Avs defense, <laughs> I was over at uh, at Denver University here a couple of weeks ago and had a chance to visit with a guy that should be with Team USA right now, but guess what? He's in COVID protocol in mm -hmm. uh, in Sean Barron's. And uh, I looked at Sean because I saw him and I talked with him uh, a couple different times since the start of the season. I said, Sean Barron's, what the heck happened to you? You all of a sudden grew up into a man just like that. He was huge. And I'm thinking, if Denver loses him to the Avalanche, oh, my goodness. First of all, it's going to be a huge loss for the Pioneers. Secondly is, um, can you imagine Sean Barron's, Kale McCarr, Devin Taves, uh, Bo Byram? I mean, that, that's an all-star team on your defensive core. And you got Justin Barron, who looked pretty good, <laughs> yeah. called up. Like they, yeah, they've got their their blue line is is certainly shaping up nicely. Let's put it just to again se severely underestimate it. But um, but you you how like how much are we talking as far as growth spurt here? Like how how you said it was very noticeable. Oh, very noticeable. I'm going to say he looked ten pounds heavier in the right positions. I mean, in his shoulders, in his upper body, uh, in his legs, he, he just, uh, I almost didn't recognize him to be telling you the truth. When, when he came out to see me, I was going like, man, oh man. And then, uh, and then he goes to uh, Arizona of all places, comes back from Arizona and he's in COVID protocol, misses the final two games of the, uh, uh of his season prior to uh, what should have been a trip to the, uh, world juniors. And, and then of course, uh, being in protocol, they, they had to make a move and, and bring somebody else up. So um, I really feel bad for him because he not only bad for him, but he was going to really help that team. There's no doubt about it. Hmm. On the on the Avalanche, who do you uh, who do you see as someone standing up and uh, really taking over? Because they're they're six two and one. It seems like in de in December, and they seem to be playing some good hockey right now. Um, well, you, you talked about him earlier, but uh, quietly amassing an, a ton of points and just has been so good since he's come back. Uh, Devontae's, he was, you know, he was, uh, and he, he's gotten a couple, he's gotten some accolades, but just kind of quietly, you know, he, I've said it before and I'll say it again, he does not make very many mistakes in his own end, which is impressive enough. And then he's also, you know, just like, he's just such a good puck mover and so, pivotal to so much of what, you know, 
makes this team so dangerous. And he's he's been very good since he didn't start the season with the team. He had off-season surgery, and they missed him. And uh, he came back and obviously is now one of the players, along with his defensive partner, Kel McCarr, who's in COVID protocol. Um, hopefully he's okay. Oh, but um, uh, Valerian oh. Nachushkin, uh, you know, kind of a, what a what a crazy story his career has been as far as – I can't stop using the word crazy, guys. I'm so sorry, but, you know, it's <laughs> – it is. It is where it is. What it is yeah, right now. It is. Um, for sure. I'll come off. Try and come up with some synonyms for crazy here. But uh, he, uh, you know, it didn't work out in Dallas. He was, uh, you know, at probably very high expectations, maybe somewhat unreasonable expectations, and then he's found a new life in Colorado, and he's. Again, just incredible on the forecheck. Uh, just, a, just an absolute kind of. He just like. Yeah. And oh, how, of course, I got to tee you up here. How about DU's own Logan O'Connor, who is <laughs> uh, making, you know, an, a relative pittance to, compared to his line mates on the first line for the Colorado Avalanche at multiple <laughs> points in this season. He's another guy that is just, you know, they're just they, they keep using the word tenacious. And that is really the word for it. They're both just just hounding the puck always every time they're on the ice and they're not always going to show up on the score sheet every night, but they are, they have like just truly elevated their games this year. All three of them. I think. Kate, everybody wanted to know um, this year when, when um, the goaltending changes happened <laughs> the way they happened and Darcy Kemper came in and everybody said, is this it? Is this a piece? Is this the guy? Is this the one that's going to put us over the top? Going to win us the Stanley cup. Um, you've seen him for a little while now. Is Darcy Kemper that guy, or are they still looking for the right piece? I think he Darcy Kemper has been good enough lately. That sounds that's going to sound like a diss, but it's not. <laughs> he has not had a game where he's just stolen the game yet. He's had a couple games that have been pretty good, but he has yet to kind of steal a game for the Avalanche, and I think that makes everybody maybe a little bit uneasy, you know, everybody surrounding the, the team from what I can tell, like he hasn't had that, that real breakout signature moment yet, but does he really need to do that? You know, like is, is if he is good enough all year and, you know, and then hope, you know, he might, you know, they would hope that he would take a step it up in the playoffs, but is good enough, good enough. I, I don't know. I, I will, I will throw that question to you guys. What do you think? Well, I'll mention Philip Grubauer. You know, everybody thought he would be good enough with that type of team that they had in front of him, and he wasn't. I saw the games. I'll I'll speak from watching the games that I watched against the Rangers, and I thought in the 4-2 game, I thought he did steal that game. I really thought the Rangers at one point put a pressure on, and he stepped up every chance he got. He stepped up and really prevented that game from going the Rangers' way. Uh, so I would say maybe recently that's close as you could get for stealing a game. But uh, th they have such a good back line. They have so much depth. You talked about Nasturzin. He's He doesn't have to be the guy like he was going to have to be in Dallas. And he could really slot in. Logan O'Connor, every shift he was out there, I noticed him. You heard him hitting somebody all the time. So chirping somebody, one or the other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I just I just think that team is really deep. Uh uh, the only th the only weakness that I see, and I, and, I, and I'm using air quotes for a weakness, is ten two and one at home versus seven six and one on the road. I mean, still have a winning record at on the road. I get that, but it's just to me that's a glaring difference between the home and road. Do you see that? Yeah, I mean, certainly. I mean, the first thing that that pops to mind easily is the, the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That was a test. And they had some stuff go wrong, as usual, but they that was just a, you know, that blew up pretty spectacularly. And, you know, it's, they've had a couple, like, their, their, mis their, their flops have all certainly come on the road against the Stars. It's, and, you know, I, but, and, and. So you think he stole the Rangers game? That's interesting. How about let me let me specify what what I meant by that? Stand on his head, steal your game. Right. That's that's right. the kind of game I think he hasn't had yet. Right. But, I got you. I got you. Uh, and uh, but uh, yeah, um, I mean, you, you think the road record is what's uh, what's going to you know cost them if they don't get it together? I, I'm I'm curious is because they they I watched that Rangers game. They just seem so dominant at home. They get the crowd behind them, and. You know, I just never felt that way when they played it back in the garden, you know. So, you know, 
I don't know. I just think that they seem like a, they, a different team on the road than they are at home. But if they get home ice advantage, you know, that that's, you know, obviously a good feather in that cap. But I just wonder, you know, if you're not sold on Kemper, can he win on the road? You know, that's, <laughs> I, I have, I do not have a crystal ball. I don't know. I think he has been what the, I mean, I am not, a, I am not personally a Kemper hater. Like I think he has been just fine. I think he's been good enough to be, you know, a starting goalie for this team. It's just that he just maybe isn't quite as flashy as Grubauer was. I can't really put my finger on necessarily what it is that he hasn't, that he hasn't kind of seemingly like endeared himself to this fan base yet, but he has been, I think fine, like just like fine. Plus if that's a thing, like he's, he has done, he has done his job. And I do think that, I mean, having watched him in the league for a while, he, there is another, he, he can be like a next level goaltender. And it seems like he's just kind of working his way there. Get it. Switching teams cannot be easy, right? No way. No, well, especially- from Arizona to the pressure of Colorado, who's expected to win the Stanley cup is also a different pressure. Yep. Absolutely. So, I mean, he, he needed some time to settle in. We're ooh, a quarter of the way through the season now. I, I don't know what day it is anymore, much less where, <laughs> what game we're on. 27 and, games played. How about that? There we go. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that assist. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's now is when you'd hope to start seeing these, these kind of, I guess, the, these dominant flashes that are why they brought him here. Well, let me say this. Um, it, right now, the Avalanche sit in fourth place. They're only four points out uh, of the Central Division lead, who's, uh, uh, which is being held, I should say, by the Minnesota Wild. But um, let me bring up Vegas because Vegas was way down. They went through a ton of injuries. They were way down. Guess who's tied for the top of the Pacific Division right now with, of all teams, Anaheim? It's the Vegas Golden Knights. So if you don't think that the Avalanche or people don't think out there that the Avalanche can make a run and make up four points, they can do that in a heartbeat. And they have games at hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they have games at hand against everybody, which is huge. But um, so, so goaltending depth, if Darcy doesn't perform to the standards he wants, um, talk around here, uh, Kate, since I got back in here, was uh, um, the depth is better this year. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair or no? Yeah. Well, I mean, it took a hit. Jonas Johansson just got uh, taken off waivers, so it's a little less deep than it was a week. If you'd asked me a week ago, but uh, um, they, you know, Pavel Francos has been the guy for uh, like as an injury replacement before, and when he can, you know, stay healthy, which has been a, unfortunately a struggle lately, he he's very he's can be. You know, not even just a backup, but he could feasibly take over if he needed to. And Eustis uh, uh, Ananen, who's with playing with the Eagles right now, um, is, I guess, the number three. And now he has a little bit of uh, NHL experience under his belt, only, you know, a couple games, game and a half. But uh, he was, you know, he, he was pretty good, too. So they... You know, they, they got some options, but not as many as they did. But, you know, you can't be hoarding goalies in this day and age. That's not how it works. You're going to have to try and send one of them down at some point. Well, you can't hoard defensemen and goalies. You know, you have to give something up. <laughs> yeah. You can't have to keep them on entry-level contracts. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, anyway, um, so so surprise, Kate, by the Central Division right now? Uh, let me ask you a, a two-parter. Surprised by Minnesota leading it, and this yes. was an easy one. And are you surprised by Arizona? <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, okay. Arizona. Hold on a minute. I can't. There, I never. I'm not going to dunk on Arizona. They've got there, pro- they've got their problems a lot. There's of them, a but. there's a running bet right now though that the Cardinals, who have won ten games and may only win ten the way they played yesterday, um, may still win more games than the Coyotes, who only have six wins. <sighs> You know, they don't, they, I, I know it's a bad time too. It's a bad time to jump on them. So I'll get, I'll get off that. Minnesota, you (laughs) said was surprising, right? Absolutely. I mean, leading the division is, yeah, that was, I mean, I expected them to be, I mean, about where they were last season, but they, you know, they came together. They really did. And that that's probably not who I would have picked to be leading it right now for sure. But um, I haven't, I haven't watched, too many of their games recently, but um, earlier in the season, yeah, it was 
you could tell like they, they kind of just tapped into something. That's kind of what it looked like. So who, who would be surprising you in that division in a good way besides Minnesota? And who would be surprising you that you thought would be playing better that's not? I mean, let's uh, – I – I guess the 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 layup here is the Avalanche, but the, you know they're they're doing better. The the start was rough, and it and it lasted a little bit and by, rough by their standards. It wasn't uh, you know not not rough by anybody else. But this is a te- like you said, a team that is expected to win the Stanley Cup, and that start was just up and down. But they did. St- you kind of got the feeling that they were going to get their act together eventually. That it start last, lest we forget, on the way to the President's Trophy last year, the last season start was kind of 500 for a while as well. And uh, but yeah, I'll. I mean, I'll. And honestly, is what you said. Or both of these are surprising in a bad way. Sorry, I'm 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 flipping the script here. But uh, the the Golden Knights were just. I you know I expected. Did, who could have expected them to just get absolutely decimated by injuries? You had to just kind of feel bad for them the first couple of weeks of the season when it was, and it wasn't minor players. It was their stars and they were just going down nightly. It seemed like, and I, I, ha, 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 ha. sorry, nightly. No. Okay. All right, fine. I'll, 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 I'll end the comedy routine. And, uh, but yeah, so the two, the two like surprises and kind of a whoa way are the two teams that met in the, uh, in the semifinals last year, semifinals. Yeah. Uh, the golden Knights and the avalanche. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And, and you know, the surprising thing with Vegas now is they're they're back tied on top of the Pacific Division, but the, there's been no talk of Jack Eichel since he had his surgery. I think uh, here in Denver, <laughs> he just kind of vanished <laughs> off the radar screen, and, and people got to remember that at some point in time he's going to join them, um, and th- that I think is going to be just phenomenal. First of all, where they play him, and secondly, um, how he fits in. I mean, I, I haven't heard all I've heard from Jack Eichel in a while has been that incredibly tense situation with the Sabres that went on seemingly forever and just was fairly, fairly like it didn't, it was almost a little too drum, too real housewives to be believed. And <laughs> that was the last, uh, that, I mean, I, I didn't really. I don't really know what he was doing in, in Buffalo. You, you, you can if you if you followed uh, the Sabers hockey, which like the Coyotes is you know <laughs> not not doing not do not exactly uh, the top team. I turn on on e, I turn to on ESPN Plus. Let's put it that way. Uh, not to be a hockey oh, elitist. Nice, but, nice plug. That check's coming. No uh, doubt about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, uh, no, but seriously, ESPN Plus has been great. Right. I, I swear I'm not getting any any kickback from this. Like, hasn't that been a great development? Is anybody else as happy with thought, this as I am? I thought that was great, but I I love TNT. I wish TNT had a game every night because I love watching those guys between periods. I think that is phenomenal. Um, uh, I get the Sunday at the NHL ticket, and I always like to listen to individual home broadcasts so I, that I don't normally get. Oh, to- shush. Shush, <laughs> L.A. speaking. <Ew. laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. ESPN Plus has been great. It was a great idea for them to uh, to do that because it's getting a lot more eyeballs on uh, NHL hockey, which is extremely important. Um, so, so Dallas surprising you at all in the Central game? Uh, I mean, either way, good they're, or they're bad. Like kind of at the, they're kind of at the bottom. They're like. Third to last. They're, beating, they're beating the stars four two right now. Wait. Yeah, I mean the stars sorry? are beating the wild. The stars are beating oh, okay. the wild. Right now. Oh, <laughs> well then that's surprising. Let's 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 uh, count that. Oh my gosh. Uh, speaking of the central, Paul Maurice. Uh, have you guys have you guys talked about that yet tonight? That, no, that we have not. Go ahead. We have not. We have not. Uh, that you know what a what a just there he was. I have probably talked about this before and I'm sorry, but I was, I actually interned for the Carolina hurricanes back in the day and he was the head coach there. And so he, while during my internship and he was just seemed like just a very nice man. Like he was always nice to me as a silly little intern who was, you know, starstruck as heck and, you know, just kind of wandering around, handing out, handing out clips, handing out whatever stuff they probably didn't even look at. But he was always very, very nice and polite to me and asked questions and things like that. So when I saw that he, you know, his quotes after he stepped down, uh, just very, just all around, just very, very classily done. Palmer That's when, when I asked you about the, the, the disappointments and you said the layup, I thought you were going to say Winnipeg. 
I wasn't able oh. to talk about Colorado. <laughs> I was talking about Winnipeg, and then the, to top it off about Paul Maurice stepping down the way he did, uh, just like you said, class all along. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know how much you keep your eye on the Pacific Division, but um, Anaheim to me is just, uh, you know, I think they're, I don't know if they can keep it up, I should say, the rest of the season, but I think they're a year ahead of uh, schedule with their young guys and, and um, uh, you know, the, the guys that they're finding the fountain of youth. I mean, come on. I mean, uh, Ryan Getzlaff playing the way he's playing right now. Um, are they going to hang in there in your estimation? Their number, uh, well, they're tied for the top spot in the Pacific right now. I mean, logic says no. They like it doesn't happen so often that somebody goes that a team goes from so just you know building to to this. <laughs> but I like I kind of am waiting for the bubble to burst. But maybe who you know? Sometimes it seems like teams can can kind of keep coasting on that for for the whole year. If you if you yeah, Ryan get Ryan Getzlab probably not who I would have chosen for uh, you know for sleeper pick f- sleeper fantasy pick of the year, but he, uh, you know, it's. I mean, I I don't know. I'm still thinking that they're they're rebuilding, but maybe they hit they hit fast forward. We'll see. Can I bring up another Denver connection and Troy Terry because I had a chance to visit with David Carl a couple of weeks ago and. Uh, I asked him about that, and he said, you know, uh, we put his clips on in the locker room every now and then because he was in Denver this summer uh, working with the guys um, in their what they call their pro camp or whatever. Um, And he said that a lot of our guys were watching it, and I just looked at some of our best defensive players, and I said, you know, uh, that guy's going through NHL players like he used to go through your triangles, so don't feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I found I – it's you look at I I don't throw anything away because you know re, uh, no reasons really but I found I was going through old papers the other day and I found an old uh, roster sheet from a DUCC game from 2000 it was either 17 or 18 yeah I need to really clean more I agree and <laughs> it was like if you looked at, like at the roster and who's it, like Dylan Gambrell and Troy Terry and Logan O'Connor and there were just it was just like it was a very you know stacked roster and maybe not even the ones that you would have expected to I don't know at maybe the ones you would have expected to do well have done well but like it is like the the DU you know they <laughs> seem seems like they Turning turning out some NHL talent, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think they've sent a player or two to the NHL. And they <laughs> Maybe, got they yeah. got more coming, by the way. Just waited a couple of years. <laughs> oh, sure, I'm sure. But is this is this the type of season that actually will benefit a team like Anaheim that's so young that you expect to hit a wall? And when you expect them to hit a wall, maybe that's when the break comes and gives them that uh, second wind. Are they do you, are they super injured right now? Would that help? No, no, I'm just talking about more know. because they're young. They're such a young oh. team that you expect the kids who aren't used to playing a full 80 game se- season used to playing 30 to 40 games in college or or juniors, and now all of a sudden they have to play longer. But with this winter break coming of the with the Olympics, this could actually benefit a team like Anaheim where they won't hit that wall. It could, or it could interrupt the whatever momentum they have, and then you you know. It all Cinderella, Cinderella's carriage turns back into a pumpkin. We'll again. We'll see. <laughs> and now it's four three uh, stars over the wild. <laughs> Look what you did. Play by play, <laughs> man. Um, okay, so so let me ask you this: Your thoughts on, on the Olympics? Rob and I have talked about this for a while now. Um, a, your opinion, and this is just your opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think the NHL players should go where we're at currently in the COVID situation? And second of all is, uh, do you believe they're going to go? <laughs> no and no. <laughs> like, I don't expect it. And I, where they are right now, for I mean, there's several, I, I'm, if you guys have Twitter pulled up, several and everyone that will be listening to this later will be like, oh, yeah, this already happened. Duh. But this is all happening in live time, guys. Uh, the every many sources are respectable sources. Puck Daddy, everybody are saying that I'm not getting a kickback from Puck Daddy either. I'm not getting any <laughs> kickbacks, guys. Uh, are reporting that the whole league is shutting down through Christmas, and that I mean they're shut down right now. If you if you take us this as the slice of life that we're basing their Olympic participation on, 
they're in no state to do it. And then even if they do send guys, they have to quarantine maybe overseas for five weeks. That is a heck of a risk. And if, if they're having trouble with this on, on their own soil, like there's, they, that is a highly uncontrollable situation over there. And obviously they're going to do their best, but it's a virus like Omicron just came in here and just, just with incredible speed. I saw something today that 70% of new cases are that strain. You know, we just don't know, you know, it's still just such an evolving situation. I don't see that they're going to want to take the risk of stars and they are all, you know, mostly stars that are going to be missing a month of NHL action. Like, I don't think that the league is going to want to take that risk. Do you? I personally do not. I, I think they don't. They don't need to go there this year. I think the, the risk is way too high for the potential reward. And uh, the big benefit of this, if this is in fact true, or the uh, the NHL shuts down for the the Christmas break, um, wow, World Juniors taking the spotlight. <laughs> That's going to be a great tournament too, as it should be. Honestly, you know, I feel like we're all like, I don't know about we're all some some people give World Juniors the respect it deserves and the time it deserves. But it does kind of fall at kind of a weird time of year. And let's go all in World Juniors. You guys should live stream it or or, or something. Not like stream the game, but stream your commentary. Uh, We're doing some (laughs) podcast stuff. I'm hoping, uh, fingers crossed, if I can get uh, Coach Mayotte on um uh, on next tuesdays because i think they're off next tuesday so if we can uh, sneak him on they're either off or they play early i can't remember the the schedule but um i think that would be great to get his thoughts right from uh from the village up there to see what's happening but uh it's it's crazy Uh, the nhl is crazy the ahl is crazy but um (gasps) that's my word use it yeah so yeah i keep using it right (laughs) <laughs> it, 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 okay, let, let's use this. It's insane because this has never been done before, and I don't think we'll ever see it again. But um, rumor has it up in Colorado Springs that uh, that backup goaltender for the Avalanche now has uh, streets named after him and everything else after his appearance up there. You heard about that wait, too? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> that Avalanche backup goaltender that got they had to go to the Eagles for a couple of games of rehab. Oh, Pavel Franzos. Yeah, he's he's you got a street named after him now. They're talking about uh, the the number Wait, one did you baby say, name now. Did you, is say, that? you said Colorado Springs. Did you mean Loveland? Oh, I meant Loveland. I meant Colorado. Okay, Eagles all right. I, I was like, what did Pavel Franzos yeah. do in, in Colorado Springs? <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant Colorado okay. Eagles, and I got it mixed up with Colorado Springs. You can tell I've been there too long, too, right? <laughs> You've been everywhere. I don't know how you know what. You know, I'd be a little twisted around if I were you too. But yeah, anyway, Loveland is uh, is is a spot of the Colorado Eagles, and I understand streets are named after him. Babies are now being named after him. He was a hero. They love him up there. It's true. They they he is a absolute fan favorite, and it was, and I think he likes it up there, and they and they love having him, and it was and it was a, it was a good successful run. He was three and one. He had a shutout, and uh, he. You know, I think the first one was the loss and then three straight wins. And then he comes back up to the avalanche and has to go in sooner than expected. And it's all mm, it's all worked out so far. You know, he's he uh, he has been one of the unluckiest, you know, goalies in the NHL lately. And he I think it's he deserves some luck. Can I also say this? Uh, the Colorado Eagles took out their uh, teddy bear toss. Uh, all their teddy bears, I believe they took it out in pickup trucks, probably Toyota pickup <laughs> trucks. But shout out to, to Colorado uh, Eagles fans for, for really bringing it because that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I saw a lot of teddy bear tosses this year. But did you see that? And have you ever seen anything like it if you did? Uh, I The only teddy bear tosses I've been there for are Air Force and uh, CCs, and they – you know, people go, people go hard. I, I'll I'll make this silly story quick, but I, I uh, saw at Air Force the, they probably needed a pickup truck to get this bear out of there. It was like a carnival, like bigger than a, your average 15 year old teddy bear. And then I guess the people realized getting this over the glass is going to be hard. This thing is huge. (laughs) So it took them probably five tries. I took a video of it and it lives in my head rent free. These people kept trying over and over and it took like three and they finally got it over and everybody cheered and it was great. So they probably needed a pickup truck for that one since it was that hard to get it over the over the glass well, but, well i'll tell you in loveland they they had that ice so covered 
It was unbelievable. And uh, I told my co-host on Wednesday night, Stephen Marsh was at the Henderson one, and he was talking about, oh, Henderson's going to have this great uh, lucky launch uh, for Teddy Bear Toss. And I said, dude, they're not even close. They, they came halfway to what the Eagles did. So shout out to them. Uh, shout out to, to all the teams that, that do that every year because what a great cause. Stock also, they named it Lucky it Launch. Lucky, lucky yes, launch. You know why that was, right? Because their mascot yeah. is Lucky. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe do maybe do a little less, Henderson. But, you know, whatever. Don't listen to me. Well, Stockton had their own Teddy Bear Toss on uh, Saturday the 18th, and they happened to be playing the Colorado Eagles that night. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Um, you might You might hear my cat making noise and i apologize there's not really anything i can do about it you can't really you can't really do much it's about a live a podcast that stuff happens uh, <laughs> yeah, okay so, so so quickly get your thoughts on the east and no you can't talk about the rangers because that's rob's team so um i know you're going to talk about carolina and you should um are you surprised that washington is hanging with them uh i honestly i don't i don't i don't Let's be honest. I don't follow the Capitals that quickly. I am following uh, Fountain of Youth himself, Alex Ovechkin's scoring race. That has That's that ridiculous. has been compelling stuff. But uh, yeah, I uh, the the Rangers I've seen twice very recently. I guess twice in the last week and a half. But Capitals, it has it has been a minute. But yeah, they're look at them. They're hanging on in their eight, eighteen. Nothing, nothing about seven. your Hurricanes. Come on, this is your chance. I gotta, you know, I gotta not, I gotta come off as being wildly impartial, guys. Help me out here. Come on. Well, well, I'm impartial as as impartial can be, and you know, to me, the surprise is that the Islanders are in last place with 22 points, and it pains me to have to talk about the Islanders being in last place. That is, <laughs> that's shocking. What is, what is, as you must know, what is going on there from your from your perspective? They are not getting the goaltending that they had in the past. Uh, they've been decimated by injuries. And honestly, the Fountain of Youth is not hitting Long Island. Parisi is not doing it. Uh, Palmieri is not doing it. So some of the uh, additions that they brought in are just not performing. They're really not. Yeah. Didn't Can I tell you what's scary is the Islanders have just two more wins than the Coyotes. Oh, <sighs> I, I did it again, didn't I? I brought up the Coyotes one more time. Um, uh, yeah. You know, and and the Coyotes are right behind Montreal. They got seven, so uh, they're chasing them. Uh, <laughs> I, I quit. I, I'll leave it at that. Um, so I also want to ask you about Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, Florida started off hot. They're just uh, two points uh, behind Tampa Bay and Toronto right now. But Tampa Bay going to be able to pull this off one more time, or is it finally the end of the road for them? I can't see a team going three-peating. That would, you know, that's just that's just crazy talk. But I mean, obviously they're still <laughs> they're still again. good. <laughs> uh, you now we're now we're in some sort of crazy cyclone here where we like it's just anyway. Um, you know, it's anytime your goaltender is Vasilevsky, you're you're gonna you, you stand a darn good chance. But uh, he, you know, I. I can't fathom a team in the modern NHL era winning back to back to back, but I didn't really think they were going to to repeat. And I, I am always, you, I'm going to say always, usually happy to be wrong. <laughs> you know, you know what really, um, I don't, I agree with you. I don't think they can go back to back to back um, in any year, except this year, it might be just different enough, weird enough, insane enough, crazy enough to where, they could actually pull this off in a COVID year again. Are you saying that they are the consistency that we need right now? Is that a in the middle of craziness? Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning just stay are like this weird, like tr- straight arrow through the chaos and towards three straight titles. You think that's just crazy yeah. enough to work? I, I think it might be. I really do. Um, and I know the Vegas people are throwing darts at my picture right now, going like, come on. And so are the Colorado people. are going like, come on, have you seen our roster? Uh, we can do this. So um, I, I think it's going to come down personally between Vegas, uh, Colorado, and Tampa Bay. That's just my three um, standing in the, in the end. So, so you don't think Toronto will be able to uh, break their curse? 
what, what's their curse? Winning a playoff game? Exactly. <laughs> they're not going to win the cup. I can tell you that. Aww. Well, in this crazy uh, type of season, uh, uh, uh. the Sorry. Red Wings – well, I'm going on what you're saying. The Red Wings are in a playoff position right now. Didn't they have one of the worst records last year? Yeah. See, they're, they're kind of what I more expected the Ducks to be doing right now. They're doing the more standard thing. You know, they rebuild, they are okay for a couple years, and then they're really good. But they, yeah, they, but are, are, which which playoff, are they in a wild card spot? Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, final one for me, Kate, and we'll let you go on this one. Um, tell us about the vibe around the team, the fans, uh, the talk around uh, the avalanche right now. Um, are they still kind of in disbelief that this really has happened? Because I, I think I would be. Um, how could you have your stars go down with injuries and, and illnesses and COVID and, and never really see them all together um, more than a quarter of the way through the season? From from my personal vibe check, it's gotten a lot, which take it all with a grain of salt, guys, but it, it the worries kind of disappeared somewhat when, and before I even go into that, you know, you said that like the, the, the guys that the Islanders brought in just haven't worked out. The guys that the Avalanche, Avalanche have brought in, Jack Johnson, for instance, like how, what a, what a story that is. He <laughs> makes, makes the team off a professional tryout and he's been, he stayed healthy and I mean, he took a, he, I look like he had took 30 stitches to his face the other day and he came back and he's been a good third pairing defenseman for them. Like the even the, even the weird gambles that they've taken have generally worked out pretty well. And uh, even, and, you know, and because of that, when the, when the stars started, not the Dallas stars, the team stars, the avalanche stars uh, started getting injured uh, oh, and, and Nazem Kadri in a contract year having, you know, top five point totals. The, some other guys, I the, my list before was not exhaustive. Uh, that's my cat. Hi, Boris. He has, <laughs> he has opinions on the abs. But their gambles have basically, their, gamble, their gambling has paid off. They have more, more than compensated when guys have gotten injured. And they put together some solid win streaks. They just came off of a five-game win streak. And I didn't even realize it. It was just so... You know, it's just kind of they've just been playing better and they've been able to weather everything that's happened to them. As far as the immediate can everybody believe what's going on with the team, the situation last week where they had an emergency backup goalie for the second time in nine games. And that was an even in the top five paragraphs of my story there that they had people testing kill McCarr tested positive like was it was announced five minutes before a puck drop that entire game was so surreal so as far as the immediate you know what happened what has happened most recently that's pretty difficult to believe what a time to be alive but me- as far as what has happened to them in the whole of this season they pushed through it and i think that has really i mean and rightfully impressed some people let me throw out one name and tell me what kind of impact he's had on the team. And he hasn't even scored a goal or uh, dropped the gloves or anything. Jared Bednar, talk about his uh, <laughs> being on the bench. For some reason, as soon as, when you said hasn't scored a goal, my first thought was Curtis McDermott. I don't know why, but, <laughs> which, but he has dropped the gloves. So then I was like, yeah. no, it's not. That can't be. It. Um, he, you know, he just he just got his extension uh, in Seattle. He's been. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the locker room and my entire time covering the team full time, the locker room has not been opened, but it does certainly seem like, you know, they, they respect him and he, this is just me speculating. I mean, maybe, maybe it's a toxic swirl in there, but I doubt it. And he, he has been just, you know, just, he's got an objective and he, and he's going to, he's going to make it happen. No, no side stuff, no, whatever. He seems very businesslike and very, you know, like you, you see him in practice and he's, you know, he's, he's just, he's not, he's certainly not a figurehead. He's involved in it's in it seems he's heavily involved in this team. And uh, obviously he's brought them some good regular season success and we'll see if they can break through that playoff barrier. 
Well, uh, let me say this in closing. Uh, Avalanche fans, stick with them. They're a plus 24 goal differential. That's number one in the Western, uh, in the Central um, Division. So um, they're doing okay. They're going to be just fine when it all comes down to uh, to playoff time. And uh, that run to the cup is still going to be there. So, Kate, thanks for uh, spending some time with us tonight. We always appreciate your insight. Um, enjoy that vacation that you earned. <laughs> I'm just going to keep working. There will be more stuff in the Denver Gazette coming up soon. There we go. That's oh, my, like my that plug. plug. Now, yeah. now with that plug, that one will get you a check. Oh, good. My, it's my paycheck and it already hit my account last night, but thanks. I appreciate it. Last thing before I go, can I thank you guys for these summer skates? These, Absolutely. I'm wearing them right now. They're delightful. I have never been a socks and slides kind of gal. I used to think that was extremely tacky, but I am so on board and that I've barely, they're my house shoes. I've barely taken them off and I love them very much. Thank you so much. Jeez, your bank account's going to be full because that was a check coming from summer skates. <laughs> I'm so good at this. Like, why don't, why doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm in the wrong uh, industry. Uh, Kate, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us as always. Rob and I will be back in about two minutes to uh, wrap up another episode of Professional Hockey Southwest Week. Thanks, Kate. This is Derek Stevens. Download your new sports betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at CircusSports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sports books at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at CircusSports.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at the D Las Vegas Hotel, Resort, and Casino, right on uh, beautiful Fremont Street in downtown Las Vegas. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight. Uh, my co-host, as always, Rob Rothfarb out in Southern California, where it's probably gorgeous anyway. I mean, it rattles up north, but you guys always have the sun and the warmth and the beach. Yeah, right. most of the time. Most of the yeah. time. Okay. <laughs> okay, you know the drill. Uh, we got to quickly recap, but uh, every time we have a guest on, I heard something, you heard something. What did you hear from Kate Shefty? Uh you know, she's she's uh, happy about the way Colorado's playing. She's not sure if the goaltending will hold up. Uh, she doesn't want to get too excited about regular season success. She wants to see it in the playoffs. Yeah, that's uh, that's very well said. She's uh, she's dialed into the Avs, and uh, uh, that's why I asked her about the fan base because I think sometimes uh, fan bases can get a little restless. That happened in Vegas. Yes. Uh, tickets tickets became available for the first time in five years uh, earlier on when they were uh, losing a few games. Uh, hard pressed to find one now, Rob. Well, I'm gonna I'm going to see him play the when they play the Rangers uh, on January sixth or seventh, one of those days. So uh, I'll let you know how the fortress is holding up. <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, unbelievable um, what's going on in the NHL and the AHL. And I know we didn't talk about it as much as uh, we did, but Kate kind of brought it up that uh, breaking news all across the NHL right now. They may just shut it all down. Uh, and get through the Christmas break and hope that they can come back healthy, which I think uh, dooms any chance of the NHL players going to the All-Star or to the uh, 
uh, Olympics. I, I don't see it happening. I agree. I think Kate mentioned that uh, she doesn't see it happening. I also think that they should shut down the uh, All-Star game. I know Vegas doesn't want to hear that, but if it's a matter of canceling games. Oh, yeah, and those checks that she's getting after that comment, you're not getting any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have negative in my checking account from that. Uh, but I just think that the, the All-Star game. Oh, oh, hold on a minute. We got breaking news. Vegas would like you to send them a check to reimburse them for that. <laughs> and and the infamous check is in the mail. <laughs> oh, I love it, love it. <laughs> well, I, I get your I, point, though. I mean, really, I mean, this is unprecedented again. Uh, we said that last year with the way things happened, and the year before that, uh, it, it's it, it's a virus. You can't control it. You're trying to do the best that you can, but you just have to go with the flow and do what you need to do to keep people safe. And it's not like the common cold or the flu where guys can say, I'm going to play through it. And you don't worry if they sneeze on the bench or they cough on the bench. But this COVID's a whole different animal, and, and you don't want that. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's still so many people that are unvaccinated, and you yep. don't want guys that are vaccinated and maybe are okay, but asymptomatic, if you will, but still spreading it around because that's just going to affect others. And I just wonder how long the fans are going to be able to be in attendance. Montreal already had no fans the last game, and uh, before they shut it down, they were going to have minimal fans. So we're going to see what happens with fans come the second half as well. You know what? I just hope that we get through the World Juniors without any incidents because uh, those kids work so hard, and, and you know they're, they're aged out, right? I mean, it's right. under 20. So like Sean Barron's, like I was saying with him, I feel so bad for Sean. Uh, because he worked so hard and he was so deserving of a spot on that roster and right. then to lose it because of COVID protocol, of all things, right. um, completely out of his hands. But, um, Sean, if you're listening, you know, uh, you know, you got our back. Uh, we have your back 100%. So just get well, come back and uh, help the uh, Pioneers win national championship. <laughs> well, I just I just hope, uh, like you said, they have no incidents with COVID at the World Juniors. And, you know, we could go into 2022, hopefully getting a little healthier. Totally agree. Take it away, my friend. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. You got it. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by uh, the affirmation, aforementioned summer skates. Fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozie and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, whether it's the Long Bar or the Andy Amo Steakhouse, we are more than just great gaming action. Book your spot at the D. Com. Boost Mobile, where all the plans include a whole mobile hotspot and America's largest 5G network for less. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, where we can provide for all your hockey needs on the ice or inline. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where despite how long it takes you to eat your meal, there's so many delicious choices. It always seems to like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than actually eat it. By M Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Refuel your drive with M Drive. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Hey Alexa, turn on my ITHSW podcast. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by the D Resort and Casino is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Um, I will tell everybody it is December 20th, which means that we have, by my count, um, about 11 days left in 2021. There is still plenty of time for you to download your favorite podcast uh, just by going to uh, podbean.com or any where you get your favorite podcast, as uh, Rob just said. Uh, we are now approaching 22,000 downloads. Uh, we're we're uh, drawing a bigger and bigger crowd all the time. It's good stuff. It's great guests, and that's what makes it happen. Um, I will tease a little bit for next week. It is World Juniors week, so um, uh, Sunday and Tuesday will be really dialed into World Juniors. Um, I'm working on a special guest for us on, on Monday, Rob. Uh, I don't want to say anything yet because I haven't quite got it confirmed, but I guarantee you if we lock down this guest, it will be must-listen a podcast. And, of course, Wednesday night is our uh, 
our Club Hockey Southwest Weekly Podcast where we talk ACHA hockey, which I'm calling right now. It's just another type of college hockey. It's not oh, club. It's, no, it's not. It's just another type of college hockey. Oh, it's absolutely fun hockey to watch. Absolutely. So uh, we'll say uh, Merry Christmas to you because uh, I won't be talking to you, I don't think, before the, uh, nope. the Christmas holiday. Merry uh, Christmas. Paul Hornstein and I will be back uh, tomorrow night to, uh, to talk some NCAA hockey. And then, of course, Stephen Marshall and myself will be back on Wednesday. And then, like I said, you will not want to miss next week's shows, Sunday through Wednesday. World Junior Week uh, hits us hard, and hopefully it will not hit them hard with COVID. So stay safe. Uh, get vaccinated, wear the mask, do whatever you have to do to keep everybody safe, everybody. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. And the stars are up 6-3 in the third. <laughs> <laughs> Live updates. I love it. Good night, everybody. <laughs>